0: I have a serious problem where I decide that it's, like, the best idea to, oh my god, to record my podcast 10 minutes before I'm supposed to leave. Because I'm supposed to, it's, it's, I'm supposed to be leaving at 11 o'clock and it's 10.50. So, that that's just on me for great self and time management. Anyway, hello, my beautiful creatures. How are we doing today? Today, I'm feeling... Quite, pre- I'm pretty. I'm feeling pretty, pretty good. I'm feeling pretty, pretty good. I'm very excited because, as you know, we are currently starting our new series called The Rewiring, and I'm very excited about the series because I. You know, I'm someone who's dealt with mental health for a very long time. And I am, I've also been on this journey of self love and in, in, in progress for as long as I can remember. And because of that, when you're dealing with both, I thought it was, you know, something that would be interesting to talk about, especially because when you're dealing with something as serious as mental health, but also trying to better your mental health, you tend to feel like you're alone or like there's no one else who can understand. And I thought this would be like a fun time and place to talk about it just because we're. Ending 2023, we're going to be heading into the new year and I thought, you know, you know, my goal in my podcast is to make you guys aware of things, make you guys understand you're not alone, to bring, you know, a community together and I thought this would be a kind of a fun thing to talk about. I'm very excited about this episode because we're going to be talking about toxic mindsets. Now, uh, there's a lot that I want to talk about in regards to toxic mindsets and this episode isn't going to be super long. One, because I, I've decided that to do this too late so I'm running out of time, but also, because I decided to split them up into certain sections just because there's a lot in terms of toxic mindsets that I want to talk about. And because of that, I don't want to run the risk of bunching it all together. And then I don't talk enough about each topic. And next thing you know, it's like, what what the hell is the point? You know, I, I don't like they're all not the same thing. And while they all surround each other, it's like the planets, they all work around each other. I don't want them to be considered one thing and stuff like that. So, like, the different things that I'm going to be talking about within the series of toxic, well, the series of rewiring, but in terms of toxic mindsets, because I am splitting it into parts, will be uh, self-esteem, self-doubt, imposter syndrome, the feeling of trying and failing, maladaptive dreaming, and how that leads to dissociation, and so on and so forth. So, this week's episode, I decided I wanted to talk about self-doubt and self-esteem, because that was, for me, and I think has always been my biggest issue. I've always struggled with self-doubt issues and having a low self-esteem. Um, For as long as I remember, I was the other day, not the other day, so yesterday when I was like kind of planning out this episode because I typically don't use a script or anything like that. I used to when I first started two years ago because I wasn't fully comfortable with talking just blatantly before. So I used to like write everything down. Like that's how I much, I did not trust myself. I would write word for word what I was saying. I was like, oh, I'll have to stick to this because I don't want to mess up. Whereas now I kind of just go off on my own rampages. I usually write a couple of notes for things that I want to talk about, but I always, I pretty much trust myself to just talk whatever I want. But because this is something that's very important to me and something that I feel I want to, you know, speak correctly on, I wrote notes for myself, not a script, but notes for just different things in terms of just definitions, uh, feelings, because I do want to make sure I'm clear on everything that I'm talking about, that I don't leave anything out and stuff like that. I do want to make it aware I'm not, like, a clinical psychologist. Like, I'm not a therapist. I am not a mental health guru. I am a 20-year-old girl, woman. Sorry. I'm a woman. 20-year-old woman. You know, I gotta stop pretending I'm a child. Um, <laughs> gotta get out ladies. What? No, I don't. I don't do that. I, what? No. Anyway, I gotta, you know, I, damn it, see, this is what happens. I like, go off on tangents. I freaking remember, forget what I'm saying. I don't even know what I was just talking about. Something about me being twenty years old. Oh no, I don't remember. Anyway, I let's start because I don't remember what the hell what point I was making before, which sucks. That's what I was gonna be a good one. Anyway, we are starting on self doubt and self esteem. So I was tracing it back to uh, yesterday, trying to figure out where my issues with self esteem started. And I realized that it started primarily when I was in middle school. Um wait, clear throat. <clears> throat> okay. I um realized that it kind of started when I was in middle school in terms of when I was eleven, my sister, my sister, my family, and I we all moved here from philly. Um, I live in Florida now. And so I remember, you know, being in elementary school, I remember, you know, feeling as though I had friends. To me everybody I knew was my friend. And I remember just being always being so happy. I mean, I obviously I had sad moments and and stuff like that. I don't really remember too much about when I was a kid before I was 11, which like is weird, but like it is what it is. But I can remember I I understand like I remember not having that like fear or like that bad anxiety. Maybe I did. I could have, I don't know, but it wasn't in Till middle school that I can fully understand. I remember my first day of middle school, right? We had just moved to Florida, like, two months prior to starting. We obviously start in, which sucks, because in Philly, we end school at the end of June, and in Florida, it's at the beginning of June, because we go back in August, whereas in Philly, we go back in September, so my son was freaking cut short, but besides the point, I remember me and my sister, we don't wear uniforms, right, but it was more like the typical, you know, jeans or pants with the collar shirt we came in blazers I had ties I had a schoolgirl skirt I had like the clog thingies high socks all that it was very obviously embarrassing now that I look back on it but I remember I would text my mom every time I felt like I made a new friend which is me going up I would go to people and just say hi like, introduce myself like that was that was me I was not shy Um, and I remember like, oh, I made like 11 friends today because I went up to a lot of people and said, hi, I'm Ashanti, will you be my friend? Like quite literally like that. Like I was that type of person. I was, I was not afraid. I wasn't self-concerned and stuff like that. And so, you know, by, from the beginning of my, uh, middle school period, when I was 11 years old, I was not shy. I was out there. I talked to people and stuff like that to the end of when I'm 14 and I'm in eighth grade. Is that correct? Yes. I think I'm 14, 8th grade, whatever age I am, I'm in the 8th grade, I'm shy, I'm self-conscious, and I don't talk to anybody, and I was just wondering, like, what the hell happened between that three-year period that caused me to be so self-conscious and, and stuff like that, and I think a lot of it, you know, had to do with, before. actually, you know, before I get into this, I want to Give definitions of self-esteem and self-doubt because that's what we're talking about. So I wrote my own definition and then I I am gonna read it again according to WebMD. So like my definition of, um, self-esteem and self-doubt was having negative feelings about oneself that destroy how we feel about ourselves. I wrote it. You know, that sounded cool, you know. One self, ourself, you know, perfect grammar. Right now, um, so that was my definition and then according to WebMD, so self-esteem is broken up into like three four, three parts, I believe. So the overall definition of self-esteem is how we value and perceive ourselves. It's based on our opinions and beliefs about ourselves, which can feel difficult to change. So there's uh, low self-esteem, there is overly high self-esteem, and healthy self-esteem. And so overly high self-esteem is feeling superior to others, people with People with overly high self-esteem are often arrogant, self-indulgent, and express feelings of entitlement. They tend to overlook their own flaws and criticize others. We all know someone like that. And then you have low self-esteem, which is feeling inferior to others, which I'm like, how could I ever possibly want to feel inferior to everyone? Like, I'm freaking amazing. Like, what the hell? But, you know, past me was not. Um... Low self-esteem is feeling inferior to others. People with low self-esteem value the opinions of others above their own. It is sometimes difficult for them to accept compliments as they tend to focus on their perceived weakness rather than their assets. They are often afraid of failure and believe everyone else is better than they are. And so then you have the healthy self-esteem. So other three. Healthy self-esteem, which is having an accurate and balanced self-view. People with a healthy self-esteem recognize and accept their abilities, their flaws, their strengths, and their weaknesses. They hold realistic expectations For themselves and others. And so, those are the definitions of self esteem and stuff like that. And then I'll read you guys the definition of uh, self doubt when I get to that. And so, for me, I, I believe that caused me to have a low self esteem when, you know, my sister and I, we were always, I'm a twin. And so, being a twin, you're, at least for us, I know it's for most twins, but we're all, you know, we're pretty much together all the time. We are literally viewed as the same person. I'm glad we don't look alike. Because if we looked alike, it would be a lot worse. When we were little, everyone would like would group us together. i like, oh, they're the exact same person. Me and my sister cannot be farther apart. You see my room. You see, first of all, there's crap everywhere. You know, because I have a small room. But I, there's so much I'm going to put on walls. My walls. But you see that I have, like, a little battle angel. I have Harry Potter. Game of Thrones. I don't know if you can see the Imagine Dragon poster that I have. I have stuff such as that. I'm a really big nerd. I have books. All over, like, all on this side of my room, books, books, books. Whereas she has, like, she reads a lot. My sister, we both read. We're both really good with that. But for her, her room's a bit more, like, simple. It's not as a lot like me. She's more into uh, true crime and stuff like that, where I'm more into sci-fi and fantasy. It's just stuff like that. And so my sister, um, we were always put in the same classes when we were in grade school. Because we just, my parents wanted all wanted us all to always be together. I always wanted to be with her. We never really wanted to be separate. as far as I know. I don't know if she wanted to be separate Oh, I figured out when she did. um, but stuff like that. And so being in when we were in eleven years old, so we were in sixth grade, I, we were in the same classes, and so maybe about after the first like couple of months, My our school decided to separate us and to put her and us in different classes. I forget why they did that. I think. They just they didn't want siblings to be in the same class. It was, like, some whole situation. I remember cussing. I was 11 years old, cussing them the hell out. Like, who the hell do you th- think you are to tell me you know what's best for me? You don't even freaking know me. What the hell's wrong with you? Anyway, but, which was good because she is a lot smarter than I am, which I shouldn't say that because I feel like that's also, I, it's weird because I'm, like, I try to be very careful when it comes to myself. It seems that I don't say things because the you know, words matter. And I always try to be careful what I say to not crop on my own self-esteem. But my sister is a lot smarter than me, honestly speaking. Or maybe not smarter than me. She's just better at school than I am. I think I'm very smart in my own ways. Seems still, I still struggle. Besides the point. Anyway, she was a lot better at school than I um, was at the time. Obviously, I, we, no one knew I had ADHD. No one knew the issue that I dealt with one. I never expressed it. I'm also good at very hiding things. Very good at hiding things, damn. And so, anyway, she was always a lot better at school than I was. So, she was put into higher classes and stuff like that. And so, it became that one person that I always had by my side. I didn't really have her by my side anymore. We were never in the same classes. And we don't get to middle school. You don't get recess or anything like that anymore. And lunchtime, my school was just stupid as hell. Like, stupid. Where we couldn't sit with our friends. You had to sit with your class. And so, because of that, you know, she is sitting. I, I would see her all the way across the... um the cafeteria and I wouldn't be able to sit with her and so I you know I could tell you know how she interacted with her classmates who were all in these like higher classes you know she was eighth grade she was in algebra I was in pre-algebra it was stuff like that and while you know for people probably wouldn't matter but it was it's like you know I began to become very self-conscious of myself because of my grades you know like she always had better grades than I did and so I would always hate it when she would show her parents her grades and then oh let me see yours and I'm like well I didn't do as great as this so you're gonna be disappointed in me and stuff like that and I used to hate it so much and I was very I think that's one thing you know obviously it wasn't her fault she had no idea I'm buying this and this was none of her doing It was really all on me but it was like especially as we got older i didn't really have that many friends you know people would literally ask her to be a part of their friend group i've never was asked to be a part of anyone's friend group i had maybe about two or three friends that i can even think of but none that i talked to outside of school she had best friends like she had like a whole group of friends like three best friends or whatever and it would be to the point where like they would all come over and they would try to invite me to like you know hang out in her room with them and stuff like that and i would always just stay in my room um in the middle school we did have separate rooms which is great, because um, that's when I feel like we were able to figure out our own personalities and, and stuff like that. Which is wonderful for us, but at the same time, it was like, I we, we just weren't as close anymore. We're, always, we're still like twins, while we're still together, but we weren't close. I didn't know what was happening in her mind. She didn't know what was happening in my mind. You know, I struggled being able to, like, I'm seeing my best friend, having all these other best friends. I never had any friends. I remember I would. Get so excited if I ever got a phone call. I'm like, oh, maybe it's from a friend. who Well, then, this is really sad. It was, it was from, like, my mom or something. The only person I never talked to was probably my mom. And that's about it. And my, my older brother, when he was in college. That's literally it. You know, I didn't have any friends, so it was very hard for me seeing well, one of my classmates who are all in higher grades than me, getting better grades than I am. I felt like they were doing better than I was. And at a certain period, it kind of just took a toll on me. Um, and because of that, I, you know... I always say that I was my own bully. I was never really bullied. Um, I mean, people were were mean. Because I, 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 mean, I was a quiet kid. I sat in a corner, read right a book. I didn't really talk much. Only difference is, I may be quiet. I'm also violent. So, mm, I was very, very handy with my threats. Uh, so, I punched people if they uh, were mean to me. So, I, I was not bullied. Because I, I just didn't allow it. Um, but yeah but i was like my own building like i was always super super mean to myself it was really hard for me to care about myself and I so I just called myself names I called myself stupid I told myself that I hated myself and over a long period of time that becomes to really destroy your own self-esteem and the more you know I started comparing myself to my sister I started comparing myself to the kids in my classes the ones who were in higher classes kids around me and stuff like that then it became you know why can't I be as smart as them why can't I be as good at school as them and the thing is I love school you know, like I love doing the work and I love doing stuff like that. I just wasn't great at it, you know. And then on top of that, it began to be, well, one, I felt badly about how I was mentally, like in terms of just my brain, how it worked. I, was, I didn't think I was smart enough and stuff like that. And then it led on to just my looks. I was, I became very self-conscious of how I looked. So, which I'm going to have an episode where I talk about putting yourself in a box. Because I put myself in a, dis- like a, a box that was bulletproof, indestructible. All that type of stuff where I literally would not, you know, I would dress like a nun. I wouldn't wear shorts. I would only wear long sleeves. You would not see me in a short sleeve. I would only wear hoodies or sweatpants or like long pants, stuff like that. Like, I was very self-conscious of how I looked. I hated my hair, which is something that I feel like every black woman has gone through at some point in our life when we like hate our hair, especially if you're not, you know, I was, my hair was always perm since I was young. So I never had that, like, pretty curly hair and stuff like that, which, you know, I, once, when I hit 15, I, like, refused to let my mom print my hair. When done, I'm not doing this. I'm not damaging my hair anymore. You know, it was always flat ironed or put into braids and stuff like that. And so I was very self-conscious of my hair. I used to, I remember always time I would, like, pray, like, God, can you make my hair more like my classmates who was, like, had long, silky hair, which I don't want that shit, like, now. Ew, no, no, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with having long, silky hair, it's just, I love my hair, and I would not, not want it any other way now, but at the time, I really, really hated my hair, and, you know, I just began to just be a ball full of just self-conscious, and, and, and just, I hated myself, and because I didn't think I was smart, I, because I didn't think I was pretty and stuff like that, that led to me having a lot of self-doubt, and what I mean by this, here's the definition of self-doubt. Um, self doubt is simply a lack of faith in oneself, a feeling of doubt or uncertainty about one's abilities, actions, etc. Um, when they're plagued with self doubt, they're overcome by self doubt and yada yada yada, they go for the But yeah, it's other like not having faith in yourself. So when you don't believe that you're smart, when you don't believe that you're party, when you don't believe in all these things about yourself, you moving forward you start to not you start to get concerned and start having anxiety like, Oh, I'm not smart enough to do this and I I can't do this and I'm not pretty enough for this or stuff like that. And it becomes really, really hard for you. And I just I remember at being at time, and that's one of the reasons why I like sheltered myself away. It's also one of the reasons I love reading so much. You know, I was always a big reader ever since I was really small. Um, I don't know if my parents read me books when I was a kid. Probably did, probably. Did. I don't know, pro- I think they did. I think they did. I don't know. It was like a serious thing. My parents aren't readers, so they they weren't like, Oh my god, I need my kid to read books. Now how like we are now with like my nieces and nephews. I'm like, you need to read, it's wonderful. But I always loved to read. Me and Taylor were on like the reading Olympics and we are in like the fifth grade and stuff like that when we were in Philly and all that stuff. But for me, really, really, reading really became that place for me to feel free and happy. And I didn't hate myself when I read and I was only happy and, and stuff like that because, you know, it was an escape for me. And that's, I think, one which has led to my assumption with reading because for as long as I can remember now, it's become that place for me where it's like if I didn't like who I was being if I didn't like who I was or how my life was or how I was living then I can just open up a book and become someone else and when that book finished I could open up another one and then another one and then another one that's also the reason why I love watching tv so much and I love watching movies I love the escape that watching tv um and film is bring for you you can enter a whole new world and I was always called a potato because you I the way I used to binge watch shows like I was ugh I and I always love to watch shows and rewatch and then rewatch them. I done that with I used to be obsessed with like, the CW. At one point I had been watching like all their shows like Arrow, Flash, Legends um, Vampire Diaries, The Originals, all that. Funny thing, I watched The Originals before I watched Vampire Diaries. I didn't know Vampire Diaries was a thing. I started The Originals back when I lived in Philly and I saw like a, when I was watching on the CW. I saw like a clip, like a trailer thingy for The Vampire Diaries. I'm like, "Oh my god, Klaus is on there." And I'm like, "Oh my god, this is, we're watching a spin-off and that's the actual show." So it was very cool watching The Vampire Diaries. I'm like, "I already know who The Originals are. You really think a, a state to the heart is going to kill him?" no but yeah and so that was always just like it for me and so books for me just became like my happy place hence why like i'm just obsessed with it now now i've i've gotten to the place where i now just like to read simply because i just like to read books i'm not using them for any alternative moment, which is like escaping which is something i've been really struggling with i was having a hard time with and i came to that understanding back when i read the fourth wing maybe like two months ago i read like a month ago maybe two months ago i don't know where I had like read through the entire book, like boom, read through the entire thing, and I loved it. I love the fourth main great book. I'll do a whole review on it. But I remember talking to my therapist about it because I had one on TikTok and everyone was talking all about the different plots and parts of it that they read, and I'm like, and things that they saw, and I'm like, I missed good portion. How did I miss it? And I was like, I was talking to her like because I've so long just read books for the fulfillment of reading books and not for the actual like reading of the books. I mean, for some of them, for some of them, I will like. Like, any Tracy Dion or Jennifer Armitra, I'm reading it for the plot. But other stuff, I'm just, like, reading it for just, like, the sake of, oh, it's an escape for me. And so I've literally been working on reprogramming my mind and rewiring my brain to just read books just for the enjoyment of it and not for an alternative moment, moment movement, reason? I don't know. And I've been doing really good with that. I just finished, oh, my God, what did I just finish? I just finished uh, Daughter of Sparta. And I really love that book. I love anything about Greek mythology. And that's, like, that series oh my god I'm sorry I burped anyway that series will literally I, I'm always I'm on the Greek side I've always been on the Greek side you know that series will have you like rooting for the Romans and like we gotta understand them you know like we are smart like you know we're Greeks but besides the point point. and so yeah and so it's always just been so strange thinking about it and whenever I think back to it because I've, I've made such progress which I'm going to explain further later but it's like you know my self-esteem was always something that was really crushed by myself and I I became a loner you know I like I said before I became that shy kid who just sat in the corner and read books all freaking day I used I had a library well I didn't have a library card I used my mom's library card because um here's my school library high school all in literally like the same complex I guess you could say and so like every day it was like a thing. Everyone at my middle school, we would all leave our middle school and go to the to the library. And that's how everybody, everybody would hang out. No one would really going in. I was always the one who was going in. I'm like checking out at least three to four books at a time. I became a very fast reader. It was always something, you know, you would never, it became actually a serious problem. I guess with my friends, they're like, once I made friends, they're like, you're always in a book. Well, I wonder why. Clearly, y'all are not interesting enough. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah. And so for me, uh, it became a just a safe place for me. And I don't think anyone, I mean, my I think my family realized how low my self-esteem had become, but, and it was talked to me about, but nothing was ever done to like try to fix it or make it better. I also, because you said in the living situation, oh my God, my sinuses, the living situation which I was in wasn't helpful. Like I was being kind of, I'm not going to get deep into it, by by certain people in my life, I was treated like. Pure crap. And so, of course, that's not going to help my self-esteem when I have the person who's supposed to be caring for me and being there for me and being that ally for me is the one also putting you down. And so, when you have someone like that in your life and you have yourself... And so here, here's something I... I I saw it in a book. It was in The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. I'm trying to look at her name. I can't see, but I think it's Allie Hazelwood. Could I plan to cover it? But it was basically, she had like a, a, a problem with like her, her self-esteem too. And there was like a whole thing where she's upset because she heard some people talking really bad about how she like, had messed up when she was doing a presentation and stuff like that. And her love interest is like, but you know that you're amazing, so like the only reason that you're agreeing with them is because you believe it too. You know, for me, it was it was always weird because I was like, I was never someone who cared what people think about. Okay, let's talk about this. So, because I had such a self esteem and I hated how I was and I hated who I was, and I think I didn't think I was pretty, I didn't think I was smart, it lets me just stop caring. And what I mean by this, like, I cared in a sense, I was like, I cared enough to not like myself, but I didn't care enough to make a change about it, you know, where I was like, you know what, I don't care if. I I don't think I'm crazy. I'm gonna dress however I want. When I tell you, I would, oh my god. Your girl has style now, your girl back then did not. And so, I was not good the way I used to dress. I didn't care how my hair looked. I didn't care how I looked. I didn't care what people thought about me. If you didn't like me, I don't care. Like, I didn't care, which is good. But at the same time, I didn't care to a point where I didn't even care about how I felt about myself. Because I felt so bad about myself most times. I just stopped caring about myself overall. I didn't take care of myself in the ways that I should have. You know, self-care is a very big part of my life now. I didn't do that type of stuff back then, you know. And so, like... When you're like that, it just it's it's not it's not good for you. You know, it's very bad for you. And so because of that, I kind of just did whatever I wanted. I was the I was tree hugger in your school. I was the tree hugger. I was the girl who danced in the rain while everyone else was under the tire and like didn't want to get wet. I was dancing in the rain, bringing shame to my family. As Mulan once did. <laughs> but yeah. And so it was, um, it was always just very, very strange, especially just because, you know, like, have, having an older sister who's a minute older than me, and I'm watching her be so much better with people, and better with school, and it, I just really destroyed my own self-esteem about it, and I became self-doubtful, I had, I started, I think that's one of the starts of my anxiety issues, where I, because, you know, I didn't think I was strong enough. I didn't, you know, I was offered different things and I had to do different things and I always just became so scared of doing them. Like, I remember I wanted to try out for cheerleading and I did. I didn't make it the first time until a girl started fighting and she got kicked off a team. But like, that was something that was a blow to my self-esteem. I was like, of course I didn't get a part on the cheer team because I used to cheer growing up. I'm like, of course I didn't get a part on the cheer team. I'm disgusting and I'm not good at it and am this, isn't that. Like, it was really bad. And something that did not help, eighth grade, right? By this point... I, I won't say I didn't have friends, I won't, I have school friends, friends who hang out with me when you're in school, friends you talk to you when you're in school, I had that. I wasn't like my sister where I had friends outside of school, we can go to each other's houses. The only time I, I would be, I was literally like a fifth wheel hanging out with her friends, you know. Also the other I never dated anyone, I never liked, first I don't believe in dating in middle school, I've never understood that. You guys are children, you, this is disgusting, but whatever. My sister had boyfriends, all my friends. Well, all her friends had boyfriends and stuff like that. Also, no one was gay. Makes sense. Um, or they may have been. They just didn't know. I don't know. Whatever. Besides, my. And so one, I never liked anyone because I'm like, you guys are disgusting looking. Like, please get out of my face. And two, I just I, till this day, I've never actually liked someone. And so for me, I always used to feel bad about myself. I'm like, well, everybody's dating. Why am I not dating? Which I never even put together. Like, girl, you don't. One, you don't like any. You don't like guys. You're gay. Okay. Let's just put that out there. But also, you're a child. I don't want, I don't have to deal with this stuff. It was always like, they'll be dating for like two days or like a week. And then they'll break up like, ew, I don't like you anymore. Like, why are we wasting our time? You know? So that was always like the funniest fracking thing to me. But, um, Christ, what was I about to say? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me, something that was really hard for me. It's great and so like the uh kids around me everybody knew what they wanted to be when they grew up i did not and it was like something like first i'm 14 i have a long time ahead of me i wasn't even 14 i was 13 i was 13 because i didn't i i, I turned 14 i don't know i was i was between 13 and 14 but like every all, all of, like my sisters friends all of my classmates, we all they all knew what they wanted to do with their life like our friends wanted to be like pediatricians or like doctors my sister went to be in the FBI everybody knew and the thing is everybody went off to, to, to start doing those things so like, they all knew and for me I was like oh I don't know what I want to be I became so concerned I'm like oh my god should I know what I want to be for like well, there was one point where I was like oh I'm gonna be a lawyer I figured out how long I had to be in school for I'm like yep no that's not happening I went to FAU for a tour with my sister because um, she was looking at college at the time she didn't go to college but she, she was looking for some of the time and I saw like a robot at FAU and I was like "Ooh, I'm gonna become like a mechanical engineer I'll build robots girl if you can't even do regular school where you think you gonna do that let's let's be so effing for real but yeah and I just came up with all these different ideas and I felt like I had to know what I was doing right then and I, I it soon developed me becoming very fearful for the future I think that's what started my fear of the future in my anxiety because I used to be like everyone else knew what they wanted to do I did it I was like one okay If I don't know what I'm gonna do now I don't know how I'm gonna make money in the future I'm gonna end up homeless I'm not gonna I'm gonna end up alone all this stuff and I became so obsessed with my future and I think that's why I always think about the future so much now is because I that I was literally in middle school stressing about how I'm gonna become homeless one day because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and I wasn't gonna make any money and I was gonna be you know this isn't that And it was just something that was really, really hard for me. I didn't figure out what I wanted to do until in the ninth grade. But um, that, you know, for me was just like detrimental to everything that I was doing, everything that I had going on, because I'm seeing everyone around me. And once again, comparing myself to everyone else, I'm like, they all know what they want to do with their life. Like, I'm so stupid. How could I not know what I want to do? I'm freaking 13. Let's, let's, Let's just be so for real, sweetie. Like, come on. Anyway, when I was 15, my sister was the one who actually was like, because I used to, like I said, I would, I love film, I love TV, and I used to love them just for how they looked and the camera movements and stuff like that. I remember I was talking to my sister, and I was dissecting one to her, and she's like, why don't you just be like a, a movie director? Because you really like how they make them. And I was like, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. Then I started that, which we're going to get into later about how, um, yeah, I your girl became so afraid of the idea of being terrible at film. I just started writing because of that because it was just a lot easier to just be a writer because I could do that from the safety of my own bed versus film where I had to work with people and I didn't think I could do that because I was I just hit my my tooth on the mic anyway I didn't think I could do that because I was very subconscious yada 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 but we're gonna talk about in another episode and so. Yeah, my self-esteem dropped by so much. You know, actually, I'll give a, a little bit of insight because I am about to end this episode because I am, like, very late. Anyway, yeah, I... When I decided I wanted to become a filmmaker when I was in the ninth grade, um I became I was always so excited for I made I wrote all these little short scripts which I did fall in love with writing it was my it's one of my favorite things to do it's one of my passions um but I was like oh I'm never going to be able to work with people I'm never going to be good enough I'm never going to be able to create these things actually I would like plan it write it do the shot list shooting schedule all that I would set up everything up I could not press start I could not like hit record on that damn camera like it was always a fail for me and it was so hard for me and it because of that it just became. I was just so concerned with failing, and that I gave up on myself, and I just always avoided it. And I think that's one reason I deal with avoidant and procrastination. You know, I don't procrastinate because I'm lazy most days. I procrastinate because I'm avoiding the feeling that comes with doing the things, even if I, even though I really want to do them which I just learned is like a symptom of ADHD, but also just a symptom of people with mental health issues. Um, And so, yeah, obviously this is not an episode where we're going to talk about how to fix this. We're going to talk about identifying it. And, you know, just in terms of identifying it, like what does that mean? It means, you know, do you wake up and when you're getting ready, do you not like to look in the mirror? That was something that was really hard for me for years. I hated looking at my own reflection because I didn't like the way I looked. And like I said, I didn't like my hair. I didn't like, which my relationship with my hair was a long one. And it changed when I met my sister-in-law, like before she was my sister-in-law, Shola. It was her. My brother had just started dating and she had visited the family. And she had beautiful, beautiful hair like a uh, big afro hair. Not like afro like round, but like afro like it's all out. It's very curly. If you ever guys ever see her hair, it's absolutely gorgeous. She's one of my best friends. I love her. And she grew up with her hair natural. She never, you know, permed it. She bleached it, but she never permed it and did stuff like that. And so she, you know, I used to tell her like, Oh, I wish I had your hair, like your hair's so beautiful. And she's like, All hair is good hair. You just have to know how to take care of it. And that's when I um like Sometime after having meeting her, that's when I stopped perming it and I started taking care of it. I, um, would cut my ends a lot more. I learned how to take care of natural hair. That's also why I locked up my hair because natural hair is very hard, but I did natural for me about, um, I started my locks when I was, I just turned 17. So I, I'll, I'll say for about two, maybe three years, I had been natural for and I remember getting up every morning I would like do my I would get up earlier in the morning to do my hair I would I always sucked at it but I still did it which is something that helped with my self-esteem because I was actually trying for once with my appearance um so that's number one just I guess I could give a couple of tips in this episode so number one you know like I said do you not like what you see in, in the mirror I feel like for me you know, and I'm gonna talk more about this in another episode because I hit one of my lowest periods when I was fifteen and I I can't even describe how terrible I just the feeling of my life was. And it wasn't even anything externally, it was just mentally and emotionally, it was a gaping hole that was so big and I didn't know what could feel it. And it wasn't until my uh, best friend Michaela, which I do have I do have best friends now. I actually stole my sister's best friend Michaela. A girl got do it. A girl I Okay, what? But I do have my, 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 I have my, my closer, my closest friends. I have a friend group. I have people I love and people who love me. I literally was like ice skating for the first time in like four years with my two best friends last night, which is wonderful. Um, which I'm going to be really sad when I move because we're going to leave each other. And They're going to move out of the country because they're international. Anyway. Yeah. Um, damn it. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh yeah. Michaela had mentioned she was like this is like before Billie was like super big she was still she was Billie Eilish but she was a year older than me so I was 15 she was 16 um and she had came out with uh I don't wanna be you anymore and I remember listening to that song the first time that's something that's why I love Billie Eilish so much because I've always resonated with her music um but she came up with that song and then like spoke to me and I was like I don't wanna be who I am anymore like I couldn't work in the mirror I didn't you know that's one thing um uh, I whenever I thought about myself I only had negative things to say uh, I, whenever someone would give me a compliment, like, I remember one time, I forget, I think it was my friend, Hidel, at the time, he gave me some compliment about, like, my, being smart, and I am like, oh, I'm not smart, I'm very stupid, and so, like, I was always very quick to, like, oh, because I do not want people to think, oh, I'm smart, and then be disappointed, and stuff like that, and so, it was stuff like that, and I was like, you know, oh, I don't like this version of myself, I don't like who I'm being, I don't like that I don't take care of myself, I don't like that I'm... You know, and, and, you know, it was still very hard. I had that understanding and that realization. You know, I don't... Sometimes you can have that saying I don't like who I am anymore. I, this fit me once before. It doesn't fit me now. And from that moment on, I started changing my life around in terms of, one, uh, I started with self-affirmations. I started writing gratitude lists. I started trying to talk better about myself. I started, I started like, staring in, standing in the mirror longer. And, oh, my God, I my thing starts in four minutes. I'm not... I'm 20 minutes away. Um... I started just like looking at myself and like, hey, you're smart. Hey, you're beautiful. Did I believe it? No, but at a certain period, you keep telling yourself certain things, you're going to start to believe it. Um, I will get more in depth in another episode about these things and um, continue on from the point that I'm at. But it's, you know, I do, you know, want to give just a quick note before I end, but you guys are all worth it. You all have, you all are beautiful in your own type of way. You may not feel it. It may be life circumstances, maybe how you feel about yourself, but one, no one's perfect. We all have our own issues. We all have our own faults and flaws and problems. And it's all about how you handle them. It's all about how you um, just think about yourself. And, and, and you know, especially, you know, when people say things and it's like you believe them, that's what makes it worse. Like if you didn't believe them, then you probably wouldn't care. But if you believe them, that's when it hurts, starts to hit home and it really hurts. And so with that being said, I want all of you guys to remember that you all are amazing. You're all trying your best because life is hard. We're all trying our best you're trying your best, you guys can do this, we're amazing, you're amazing people, and we freaking got this, you know, I can't wait to really continue on with this series, I think this is going to be a very good series for you guys, I think it's going to be good for me, because I think it's going to allow me to tap into some things and understand my own feelings that I maybe haven't discovered yet, um, so I will literally continue on from this point, probably not this exact point, knowing me, but I will continue on from where I was just talking about in terms of self-esteem, and my, uh, next, uh, episode will be about, uh, feeling of trying and failing, imposter syndrome, um, and then kind of leading into maladaptive dreaming and dissociation. I'm going to talk about a little bit of all of it, but obviously each will have its own episodes. So, thank you guys so much for coming on, tuning on, and joining today. I hope for my YouTube watchers now, which, were one, update, we're still waiting on Patreon, we're still working out I really hope I'm able to get this it's weird I was able to kind of like compress my videos and stuff like that so that I would I'm able to get it into the certain limit that they want it but it damages the quality of the video and I'm like I'm a perfectionist I don't want to put out a video that doesn't have good quality it's kind of fuzzy and and let me know if you guys be fine with that but like I don't know. She's figuring out. We're good. We're good. We're great. We got it. Okay. But anyway, thank you guys again so much for coming on and listening to me. I am currently running late for church, actually, because church starts in 10 minutes and I live 20 minutes away and the traffic is going to be insane. So I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Check out my next episode next week. It won't be from this series. It probably will be from one of my other ones. I, I have to look at my schedule. I don't remember which one is coming out next, but Stay tuned for it. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be great. I love you all. I thank you all. And yeah. Ah! Sorry. <laughs> I hit my hand. No, because the way I, the other night, I ran into my bed. And my bed is low. I don't even know what I was, you what I I don't even know what I was doing. And I ran into my bed so hard with my knee that I, first of all, black people, we don't bruise. Like, you have to actually hit us hard for us to bruise. I have a freaking, it's not big, but I have a bruise and it's like slightly swollen. So, Yeah.